Welcome to the Best Relationship Ever podcast. I'm Freddie Concio. And I'm Melinda Concio. To navigate the best relationship ever, we have found some of the greatest skills to accomplish this. Through 35 years of marriage and 25 years of pastoring, much of what we've learned will be shared throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in creating amazing relationships in your life, Hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our podcasts. Okay, I have a poem to share. Oh, poem. Go ahead. Here we go. Put your thinking cap on. It's real it's on. deep. It's on. Here we go. Roses are red. Violets are blue. God loves me and I should too. <laughs> That's a good one because that's the subject we're talking about today, Uh, loving ourselves. You know, here's a question that I would throw out to us. Why don't I love myself? Now, that's a big question with some big answers. Melinda just heard a poem saying, God loves me, I should too. Uh, What do you mean by that? Go ahead, why don't you tell me? Well, Scripture is full of places where it tells us that God loves me when I didn't love him. It says that he sacrificed and sent in his own son because he loved us. But there's times, multiple times, where I can tell that I don't love myself in an area or a lot of times, especially as a teenager, just felt like I wasn't lovable. Yeah, so there are a lot of areas not to love at times that we feel like we don't love our looks or we don't love our actions or we don't love our education or we don't love, you know, our weight size. Um, There are many areas that we deal with not to love. So how do we get into this place where the Bible says, love my neighbor as I love myself? And if I don't love myself, how am I going to really love my neighbor? Now, last week we got into some good stuff. Last week, we got into forgiveness, we got into grace, which sets a beautiful foundation for what we're about to talk about, about understanding how do I love myself. Especially uh, the forgiveness and the grace part come into play, because like I had just mentioned, not feeling lovable as a teenager. And a lot of that stemmed from my upbringing, abandonment issues, my mom remarrying and being treated the way I was. I mean, there's just so many things that we go through as people mm-hmm. that it influences the way we view ourselves or the way we interpret love even coming to us. Yes. And many doctors would say, well, it's you don't love yourself because you have low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, there's some truth to that statement, but yet... There's something a little deeper that you can dig under and find out that it really doesn't deal with just low self-esteem. It deals with acceptance. Right. That if you accept yourself. Now, how does one accept themselves? Even like for me, I'm a little overweight. So how do I accept myself and still be incongruent with loving my neighbor as I've loved myself if I don't even accept myself? in the area of my weight. How do I get past this barrier of love? And there's the key word, love. It comes from God. God is love. And this love is amazing. I'm going to read about it just a little bit, but this love that God gives, that's why the Bible says we love him because he first 
first love us. That's right. And because of that, that opens the door to be able to experience something that I've never experienced before, which is God's love. God's love is different than man's love because God's love is pure. It's unconditional. It's amazing. God's love. Well, I think it's really interesting and, and I, and I really can appreciate how God set you and myself up um, in our marriage and our relationship because we came from almost opposite ends of the spectrum and that you, you know, we joke and we call you, you know, the Mexican leave it to beaver family because <laughs> it just, at least from it's the true, outside, appeared so perfect. Yep. Mom and dad, a sister and a brother, you know, and Christian the, family, Christian family, ministers. everybody loved everybody, yeah. everybody, you know, and mine, my mom being married three times while I was home, plus a fourth time after I left and just the brokenness, the abandonment issues, the neglect. Yeah. Um, not that any of it was really purposeful, I don't think, but just flawed and the flawing comes on to kids. But I think it's important to bring it up at this place because sometimes we walk into relationships carrying all this baggage with us. And then we sit down and say, I love this person, or I want to have relationship with another person. And we don't even have room in ourselves to accept ourselves and to love ourselves. There you go. Man, how difficult is it to try and pour out of an empty love bucket? I have nothing inside me, but I'm supposed to give you something? You brought up love bucket. I really want to talk about that because that is something that I've been dealing with in my life for many, many, many years, even being a pastor. Uh, love bucket. Pretend you have a giant bucket in front of you, in which is your heart. It's filled with God's love. When you have lots of love inside your bucket, there are times you're going to have to give some of that love to others. People that hurt you, you'll give them some grace and say, okay, I'm going to still love them. There's, I'll reach into my bucket and pour them a glass of love, you know, like grace. Depending on what you have in your bucket, right? Yes, exactly. So all of a sudden, one day, you reach down into your bucket and you touch bottom. Yeah. And you scrape bottom. There's no more love. Mm. There's no more love to give others. There's no more love for yourself. And when you get into that place, that is a dangerous place yeah. to be. Almost bankrupt of love. There you go. Yeah. And and how do you fill that bucket up? You have to go somewhere. To fill it up. Who has love to give you. Yep. Which you had brought up. God is love. So I think especially the way God loves us. He doesn't love us with an expectation that you have to be a certain way. He loves you even if you aren't in that perfect place of your life. Yes. He says, I choose to love you anyway. Yep. And that's why he says he first loved us. You know, we love him because he first loved us. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, get this in the Amplified Version. I love it. It lays it out about God's love. So listen carefully about the kind of love that God gives. Okay. It says, see what? An incredible quality of love the Father has shown or bestowed on us that we should be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. Now just pause right there because when you look at that, it says, Behold what manner of love 
the Father has given unto us. He's like, he's God's given us something. The whole banner of love. It's like a, it's like a gift all wrapped up in a bow that's perfect, and he fills us up with that love, and then we can give love to others. Now, here's the key. Some people will take the love of God and go, oh, this feels amazing, and give it to others, but they don't apply it to themselves. Mm. And that's when we're not loving ourselves, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. We're loving our neighbor, but we're not loving ourselves. So therefore, right. it's going to come up short somewhere. Eventually, you're going to get bitter, or you could end up end up with empty bucket syndrome again. Right, right. And I've seen people in relationships, especially long-term relationships, um, it could be parent-child relationship, a grown you know, child, or marital relationships that have been together for a long time. And if they do not love themselves enough to fill up their own bucket, that's a way of loving yourself. Yeah. How can I love myself? Then you end up with this, this we call it a dry heaves. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like when you've, you've been ill, I can remember one time I was... I was even pregnant, but I wasn't throwing up because I was pregnant, but it was, I won't name the restaurant, but we had eaten late that evening and I got food poisoning and I threw up, I don't know, for like six hours straight until there was nothing coming out anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, I my re- body was still convulsing. I dry heaves. Dry heaves. Not, it was worse. I'll never forget it. That was in, what? 30 years ago, and I still remember it. Can you imagine what we look like on if we could see our souls and how many of us are either on low or below empty? Yeah, giving out of And we're giving, and that's why you wonder why people are so angry or short with each other, yeah. or there's no grace because I don't have anything for myself. I love that word you use, giving out of bankruptcy. You're like, I'm bankrupt and I'm still trying to give. It's like... You know, it's not going to happen. And when I look at the rest of that verse in 1 John 3, 1, it also goes into something else, which makes it clear why the world may not understand, or those that are in the secular community that may not understand what love is or God's love is. It's a little different. Watch, it says this. The reason that the world does not know or recognize or acknowledge us is, is that it does not know or recognize or acknowledge Him, God. So when they're not connected with God, they're not going to be connected with this love that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a different feeling of, well, to say to somebody, oh, you don't have love. Well, I I may have love, a human kind of love, but this spiritual godly love that you're talking about, like this euphoric love, I don't get it. I don't understand it if I'm on the outside Mm -hmm. until one day I accept God's love inside of me changes everything everything that i learned to love myself at different levels i've been learning melinda i I gotta confess i've been learning to love myself in regards to my body now what i mean by this is back in 2014 i had one stroke 2016 i had a second stroke and the first thing i said to my wife after i had the stroke and i felt terrible i just said tell my boys it's not God's fault that it's mine. I take responsibility for this stroke 
Because I knew my sons, they loved me enough to realize, hey, dad's one of the good guys. You know, dad's not one of the mean pastors taking money, robbing people, and sleeping with church secretaries. Dad was a good guy, so they figured dad didn't deserve to get a stroke. Why did God allow dad to have a stroke? And I was trying to be clear with my sons that it was because it was my choice to not listen to the doctor when he says you have high blood pressure and the situation that you're in as a pastor, your anxiety and your stress levels are much higher. You can have a heart attack or a stroke. Be careful. I didn't listen to God. I didn't love myself in that area. So I could technically say in that area of my life, I wasn't loving myself. I was loving everyone else, giving them God's love, but I didn't stop to say, eat right eat healthy. Two years later, I did it again. I didn't love myself enough and I messed up. So now I'm trying to live a life that is healthy. I'm trying to live a life that will give me more life. In other words, I'm loving myself. That's a really heavy way of looking at that. You're speaking about loving yourself enough to eat healthy and do the right things for your body. But there are so many areas of our life, and it even takes us back to the great commandment where we started, loving God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. All four of the big ones. All All four of these areas that we can accept ourselves. Again, that's a, for me, that became a lot easier to comprehend and understand when I could say, if I can accept myself. In other words, um, maybe is not to the expectation of where I want to be, mm-hmm. but I can still accept that I'm okay where I am right now. Yeah, because God, when God came to you, he accepted you for your good, your bad, and your ugly. He says, come to me. How dare you? You just called me <laughs> ugly. No, 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 no. Baby. Talk about, about the bad things. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. Well, you know what? I If we're talking about love, I mean, people who even don't read the Bible on a regular basis, they all know we call the love chapter, right? Yes. In 1 Corinthians, Paul was writing to the Corinthian church in chapter 13. And I love, um, I'm going to, I grew up reading the New King James Version and just for sake of space and time. But I love how he just simplified. These are different aspects of love. Yeah, it breaks and, it down. And you think about, if you put this in terminology. He breaks the subject of love itself. Yeah. Yeah. If you... Put it in the terminology of loving myself. How many of these things do we do for ourselves or to ourselves? So um, let's pick it up. And it says, um, verse four, it says, love suffers long and is kind. So love is patient and kind. So, so am I patient with myself? Ah, I see what you're saying. Okay. okay. If, if, if I'm not picking up something as fast as I want, I've been working on a website now for a year and a half. But am I patient with myself? I mean, I can get really frustrated because... Or are you shaming yourself? There's a yeah, difference. right? For real. Um, so, and love is kind. Yes. Being kind to ourselves. Yeah. Um, love does not envy. And I don't know about other women, but I know I can look at pictures of people or movies and get envious. I don't look like that. Mm-hmm. But being really accept myself where I am. Can I love myself That's there? That's deep. Love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. 
And I think that's like a false pride, right? Yeah, like I an arrogance. An arrogance. I'm gonna I'm better than other people. I know more than other people. Yeah. And then mm. is that a type of love? I don't think it's a true love. Nope. Yeah. And uh love does not behave rudely. We have a six-year-old grandson, and we are trying to teach him not to speak rude. To be nice. Be nice, right. <laughs> but how many times do I say horrible things to myself? Yep. I may look in the mirror and see something I don't like on my body, and I'm not thinking really sweet things. I can be very rude. Yep. And you may not even say it out loud. It no. could be just in your brain no. that you're saying it, but you're still saying it. You know what I question myself? Sometimes I say, would you say that to your sister? Ooh. I'm like, oh, I would never say that. I got a friend named Ron Osborne. He says, says, make the thought qualify to be in your head. Yeah. It's like, what? If you're going to think a thought, make it qualify to be there. Qualify with with the the smell test of is it going to support you? Is it going to help you? Is it going to work for you? Is it going to produce good? Is it going to produce good? Yeah. Make that thought qualify to be in your head. I like that. we have a friend who once said, uh, your mind is like the airport. Not every plane that comes near the airport gets to land and unload. <laughs> That's good. I like that In other one. words, you have, to, you have to give the thoughts permission to land and unload into your life. So I thought that was really good. So it goes on. It says, love does not seek its own and it is not provoked and thinks no evil. It doesn't rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. And this is the one you see on all the coffee mugs. It says it bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Mm. Mm. Now, I think it's really powerful. And being the type of person I am, acts of service, which we talked about previously, and you know that about me, babe. Yep. Um, one of the things that's, that strikes me in this whole portion of Scripture, it says... Even if I give myself to be burned and I, you know, have words of prophecies and I do all these good things, but I have not love, it's nothing. And to me, that says, if I'm not living it, it's still nothing. Yep. Just to say the words is not enough. Yeah. Love is, is, if we can do a verses all day long in the Bible that talks about love, that God is love. For yeah. God so loved yeah. the world that he gives him God and Son. I mean, perfect love casts out all fear. Uh, pursue love, the Bible says. There's so many things that God puts a quality on this love factor, especially when it comes to yourself mm-hmm. and your neighbor. Yeah. Especially that. No, I don't think it's a narcissistic, oh, I'm the best person, I love myself. But I think it's more of I accept myself. Especially when you accept yourself in these four areas, heart, soul, mind, and strength. When I can accept myself because and realize that God accepts me just as I am, he accepts me in my heart and my emotions, whether they're messed up or whether they're good. He accepts me in my Mind and my spirit and my strength, all four of these areas are covered in acceptance. Then I start to grow in those and learn to accept myself as well and mature in these four areas. That's it. Well, I love that scripture. Another one, of course, perfect love casts out all fear because in fear is torment. Yes. 
man. Punishment. And if, punishment. Punishment. How many times have I thought evil thoughts about myself and a punishment? Um, there's no love flowing through those areas, but the maturity of love, that is you hit on it as we grow in those areas. We can learn that I am good. I am good enough because God's good enough in mm-hmm. us. Those heart, soul, mind, and strength, all four of those quadrants to actually look at those areas of our life. You know, for a long time, I didn't think God cared about how I felt. I was just supposed to, you know, be tough. Don't cry. Big girls don't cry. You don't need to be sad about it no more. Just pull up your pants and do what you got to do. So now learning to accept that God cares about that, a whole new area of love. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, when I think of love, I think of the definition of love, which it is a verb. Actually, love is an action word. Right. It's not just a feeling. Yeah. And a lot of people put love in just feelings, but yeah. there's there's action. So that goes when it's with a it. feeling, it goes away, right? Yeah. Exactly. Feelings are fickle. They come yes. and go. Yes. My grandma, who lived to be a hundred years old, she was the sweetest lady on the planet. She would always come up to me and and she would hand me money as a little kid. I'd be a little five year old boy, and she'd give me money, go get candy. You know, I, I love grandma. Oh, grandma. 10 years old, go get candy. 12 years old, go get candy. 13 years old, 14, 15. And one day I came into her about maybe about 16 years old. And I came to her, I said, Grandma, I love you. And she says, "Uh uh-huh. I said, yes. And I'm waiting for the handout. And I said, Grandma, I love you. She goes, so you love me? And I go, yes, Grandma, I love you more than anybody. And she goes, if you love me, go outside and wash my car. Love if you love me. Go go wash my car. Love is action. Go do it. And I went, what? <laughs> wow, Grandma, what a big value you have. <laughs> I think that's so smart, though. Yes, because she's teaching that love wasn't just a feeling that I get candy all the time because right. I feel this love feeling, but it's also action. So guess what I did? I washed her car, and it came out beautiful. Well, you should be thankful she only drove a Volkswagen. Didn't yeah, it take was, very long. It was small. It was small. It was <laughs> yeah. small. Hey, let's put the tennis shoes on this because I really want you to all to catch what we talked about here. By the way, when we say tennis shoes, we're basically saying how to walk it out. Or um, another word would be, uh, what is my takeaway? What is my, how am I going to walk away from what I just learned? How can you apply this into life? Perfect. I like yeah. that. So the tennis shoes for today, how to walk this one out is number one is God's love and acceptance of me is a key to the love and acceptance of myself. Yeah. God's love and acceptance of me is the key to understanding the love and acceptance of myself. That's powerful. That's powerful. It is very powerful because based upon his love being poured out into me, then I have something to pour out to other people, including myself. You know, that I can accept myself. And it, in relationships, this is super powerful. Um, when we stay in relationship with somebody long enough where it's challenging, mm-hmm. it's easy to love people who love you. There you go. But, but when it costs you something, then you're, you're really you're exercising You're having to make love. a withdrawal yeah. from that love bucket. Yeah. And it's what causes you to mature. Yes, it does. Pressure always causes growth. I'm going to say that again. Pressure 
always causes growth. Now, whether it's going to be positive growth or negative growth, it's totally up to you, whether you're going to be bitter or better. Mm -hmm. So number two, the last one on tennis shoes here is uh, when God fills my bucket with love, with his love, this supports my relationships. Yes. When God fills my bucket with extra love, I am supported in my relationships with my spouse, with my kids, with my friends, with my coworkers, with my relatives, all these people that sometimes can cause pressure in my life. And they're a give, like almost like they're always taking from me. Right. The best way to do it is if I've got love, I can give it to them. Now, when I spend time with God in worship, mm -hmm. in prayer, mm -hmm. in meditation, this is the factor of where I gain the love of God and get filled up. Yeah. But if I don't do that, then I am... Empty bucket. I'm on the E. You know, you know, there's a little light on your gas station, on your on your gas tank of your car. Right. You know what that light is called? I know what you call it. I know what it's called. Yeah. What, it, what do you call it? Well, we've called it for all these years the idiot button or light. Idiot light, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's what some people call it. The idiot light. It's saying, idiot, you're about to hit empty. <laughs> and you're gonna your car is gonna run out of gas. And you know, it's the same way with us. Where is our light that shows us to say, hey, you're running really low on love for yourself and others, and you're going to have trouble? I think one more thing I would add to that, because a lot of times we want to spiritualize this relationship with God. It's just me and him on the mountaintop, and this is where I get filled up with God, which that can be amazing. You have those moments, but God also puts people in our lives mm -hmm. that pour into us as well his love. Like my relationship with you, there's times where I feel like I can't even hear God. Like I'm I'm praying and my prayers or my cries are hitting the ceiling coming right back at me. Mm. But you can walk in the room and you're able to pour some of that love into me. Yep. Now we shouldn't be dependent only on, on other others. people. Yep. But I think that's and it's part of our driving force, you and me. And the reason we are even taking the time to freely put this information out to try and influence other people and impact is because at this time in, in history, we've all been divided and separated. Some people aren't even going to churches or into groups of people where they can feel the compassion from other people. And that's reaching dangerous places. So I would just... An extra encouragement from Mama Melinda right here. If you feel alone, please reach out to somebody. Let people speak love into your life. Open yourself up to the love of God. He will always pour into you. But sometimes he puts that place, people in our lives, to be that link even to him. Speaking of relationships, this podcast is entering into a place where we're starting to get your comments uh, and I love reading your comments, so please take time to leave comments at the bottom of this, and also um, hit follow that you want to follow us. You know, we're we're going to a good place. I don't believe we're going to a bad place. So when you follow us, you're headed in the right direction towards God. You know what? Thank you so much for being with us today, and Melinda, I love you. I love you so much, and I accept you, <laughs> and I accept you too. And what do you love yourself? I accept myself very much, and I'm growing in that every day. 
I'm learning too, babe. All Love right. you. Something to remember. God has placed relationships as one of his top priorities, and I believe we can learn to do that as well. Like and subscribe to BRE Podcast. Be sure to share with friends. Best Relationship Ever is based out of Covering Ministries. You can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. There is also a link directly to our website in the show notes. Please consider partnering with us. Help us see this program reach thousands who are in need of support and trainings.